is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast brought to you by Hoxo Media and I'm so excited to welcome today's guest. For my fellow women unleashed, this will be a very familiar face to you. This is Mia Weston, who in her day job is Marketing Manager for Consult Energy and she is absolutely going to tell us all about her community work as well in diversity and inclusion, which is why I've invited her on today. So welcome to you today, Mia. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm really good. Thank you. How are you getting on? I'm doing brilliantly. I've been very excited about this interview with you today because you're just so vibrant. You've got such a brilliant personality. So for those who aren't yet familiar with you, which I hope there will be after this interview, tell us a little bit about yourself, Mia. Um, so like you said, I'm the marketing manager at Consult Energy. Um, so I essentially head up the marketing platform for the UK and US divisions, which is a lot of fun, but it keeps me very, very, very busy. Um, other than that, um, I'm an LGBTQ plus uh, activist and I do a lot of work with people in specifically in the workplace around um, diversity and inclusion, which is some of the juicy topics that we're going to be talking about today indeed absolutely so well thank you very much for joining us and I know that you for those who are watching the few people that watch us on YouTube you are sat in a I think fifth floor office of Consult Energy while we're still recording this during lockdown to lockdown yep. three February 2021 <laughs> thank you to your very kind employee for letting us use your offices to do that so talk to us about that journey into I mean obviously you know share as much personal information as you as you choose to talk about the diversity and inclusion because that's essentially why I've invited you on here today but we will contextualize it within recruitment obviously so yeah, a little bit about your sort of personal journey about why you've become this leading voice and authority on it. Yeah, so um, for those who don't know me, um, I'm quite active on LinkedIn, so I feel like a fair few people do. Um, I am a transgender queer woman of colour. So what that means is I've been through hell and back <laughs> in regards to a sort of a culture, um, you know, from being from a Punjabi background to, you know, just being in sales, recruitment, et cetera. It's been a bit, it's been difficult to say the least. Um, and why I got into sort of doing the DNI sort of aspect of sort of activism and trying to get people more aware, et cetera, is literally because of the fact that I have been through the ringer and back from, you know, I got, uh, I left, so I worked for a company called Penna, which is a subsidiary and part of the group of ADECO. So a huge global platform. And I, I worked with them for like three and a half years in their advertising, so recruitment advertising branch. And I left to start a new position. Um, bells going off. <laughs> um, uh, so I left to start a new position in, with a new company within healthcare recruitment. And when they found out I was trans, I had already like, you know, gave in my resignation, signed a contract. They rescinded my contract after they found out I was trans. Their CEO was on a, a, a impromptu call with me. And uh, yeah, I, was, I, I wasn't clean shaved. I wasn't wearing makeup, um, which is not an issue for me because I don't hide my identity in any way, shape or form. I am who I am and I'm true to myself. But unfortunately um, the CEO was not on board with that and they said we don't think you'll be a good cultural fit mm-hmm. which is not great to hear and I literally opened the eyes I said well is it because I'm browns or trans it's one or the other I'd like to know mm-hmm. and then she just ended the call um so yeah it was really tough to go through that and then I was faced with a lot of the issues like that 
um, in my job search. I'd already left my job. I was out of work for about two months, so which was really difficult. Mm, Of course. And, you know, what what any job seeker goes through, anyone listening to this that's left a job and, you know, you've got all the different anxieties, but you on two different levels, you know, you've had all this hope and believe that you were going to be starting with a new employer. And but I think what shocked me when we talked about this story previously off, off, off video is that it was on a video call so you could see yeah. the reaction so she wasn't hiding her intolerance no. prejudice towards you and she never actually gave you a response but to get you to that no. point in your life I mean you you know I, I'm you know you've like you say you've had a traditional upbringing you know you've probably reached a point at puberty where you've thought this is not who I'm going to be you've gone through this mm-hmm. incredible journey to you know you are inspiring to so many people and then to you know be almost persecuted in a professional context it it just it beggars belief do people tend to sort of go towards you in work do they sort of trust you with other things because you, they know that you you've sort of rescued yourself almost yeah um so I joined Consult Energy just over one and a half years ago and one of the key things that uh, Richard, my director, and Kevin, the, co- the co-directors, um, said was my resilience. And that's why they were so drawn towards me. And that interview process in itself was amazing to go through an interview and showcase that you're trans, et cetera, and have someone accept you for that. It was amazing. And yeah, it was, it, it was amazing. And since then, I've had so many different roles within the company. Um, I went from being a recruitment consultant within data and analytics within the energy sector to then um, joining back office support and dealing with all the compliance side of things. So making sure like placements had everything they needed. And then when COVID, and I was also executive assistant to the directors as like an add-on just because they could trust me. And I was I'm usually quite well organized. Um, and then that led to, you know, the amazing role that I'm in now. When COVID hit, it was a it was a matter of, well, you're amazing at every single thing you do. So, you know what? Head up marketing for us. This is your baby. Do what you need to do. And they've just sort of let, left me to it. And obviously everything that I've done has been really good. <laughs> I think that, you know, to, to bring COVID into this, you know, as we record this, we've hopefully got a roadmap out of lockdown three. But I think if I look back over the last 12 months, I think, those that have propelled forward in whether that's a professional or a personal context have shared vulnerability. And clearly that was one of the things that had identified you as different and strong and resilient, use that word resilient to your employees and, you know, bravo to your employees, but actually that you almost need to park the diversity piece and say they hired you because they could see what a strong person you are. And, and surely that's what we're here to do as recruiters, isn't it? We're here to identify yeah. the right talent. And that's what they said to me. They, they literally said, oh, like, initially they, they didn't know that I was trans. I, I have something called uh, passing privilege, which means when I'm like dolled up, you can't necessarily tell that I'm trans, um, which is fine. You know, I, I, t- I try and use it to my advantage uh, in regards to diversity, inclusion and, you know, helping other people of the LGBTQ plus community. But they didn't know until I let them know that information um, within the recruitment process. And they literally hired me because they thought I was the best person from for the job. They didn't care that I was a trans woman of color who's queer, they, they didn't care. That's, that is the sound bite. That is the sound bite, isn't it? Because ultimately that is what we should all be doing. And that leads me very beautifully into, you know, if we look at the recruitment sector, obviously I 
I'm very privileged that I sit, you know, looking over the whole industry. We don't, as Rex Rex, you know, we get to speak to recruitment business owners of all types, you know, across every sector and market you can imagine. Um, and diversity and inclusion has become the sort of buzz phrase of 2020 mm-hmm. slash 2021. There's no question about it. So how do you think as a sector we're evolving within that? And, and actually it kind of leads on to the next thing, which is, we and we talked about this off camera how much of it is just marketing rhetoric and how much of it is actual real gritty we are gonna do something to make ourselves stand out we interrupt this podcast episode of the recruiters recruitment podcast to tell you about our amazing sponsor hoxo media are the world's leading content recruitment marketing agency specifically for the recruitment industry and they currently work with over 250 recruitment agencies, including key recruitment and 3000 recruitment consultants to help them build out LinkedIn brands that then allow them to open up more opportunities by following a proven methodology every single day. Now in 2021, the hugely successful Hoxo Academy of which I was part of is changing and they've now launched an eight week personal brand launch program which can now help you roll out this methodology across your business. The Hoxham Academy is aimed at helping traditional recruiters, of which I am one, who rely on outbound calls to attract clients and candidates equally. Now, very often traditional recruiters actually lack the knowledge of how to best use LinkedIn, other than maybe posting jobs you know, every few days, but then struggling with ideas and original content, and also just confidence in terms of what to produce and how to produce valuable content. Now we're living in a post COVID world and we all know now that the world is truly digital. The modern recruiter needs to be equipped and have a unique and consistent LinkedIn presence that offers value to their community and drives opportunities inbound. The Hoxo Academy helps every recruiter in the recruitment agency that becomes part of the Academy and helps every recruiter achieve this in just eight weeks, enrolling new cohorts of training at the start of each calendar month. So this is an exclusive deal for you, our listener. The Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is so proud to be sponsored by Hoxo Academy that the deal is amazing. For the first 50 customers in 2021, they are offering you the chance to enrol unlimited users on this program for 12 months at no extra cost. So whether you're listening to this and you've got a team of 15 or a team of 500, and you're looking to hire more during 2021, you can rest assured that they will all get this training that they then need to build out their brand that wins business on LinkedIn. So please click on the link attached to this episode or alternatively DM me to find out how your agency can join this incredible programme. And having been a cohort member myself and a graduate of the Academy at the end of 2020, I'm really proud to advocate this phenomenal and really, I think, business critical academy for every recruiter who wants to get the best out of LinkedIn and ensure that they also become inbound. Thank you for listening to this message. Enjoy the rest of the episode and do get in touch for more details. Um, There's definitely progress. It's just slow because people 
from my experience, like outside of um, sort of my day-to-day work, I actually talk to a lot of uh, like leaders within, the, within our sector. So mm-hmm. within energy recruitment, okay. et cetera. Yeah. And um, what we talk about is what's holding you back. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time it's budget. You know, it's, it's, it's the sense of like, oh, we want to do X, Y, Z. And when we talk about it, we shout about it. We're like, okay, what are you actually doing? Like, l- let me see your policies, you know? Um, and it's just the matter of they don't have the quote unquote funding, which they do. They just don't want to spend the money, you know, to invest in training and development for their team from organizations, let's say Stonewall. They do amazing um, LGBTQ plus um, training sessions, etc. But it's not just always about, you know, what I shout out about, which is LGBTQ plus inclusivity. You know, the um, Equality Act covers a lot of different bases that are not people people aren't always aware about. So that's age, disability, gender reassignment, marriage and civil partnership, pregnancy and maternity leave, race, religion or belief, sex and sexual orientation. All of these things encompass protected characteristics and people don't always think about that. They always think about, you know, LGBTQ plus disability, etc. And it's broadening your mind to understand that, you know, um, we spoke to Jane Hutton not long ago, who's an amazing human being. And we spoke about the intersectionality of, you know, um, having that sense of shared experiences, right? So listening to people is really important. And there is an evolution going on, but it's it's slow. It's um, not as progressive as people think it is, but also people don't understand the benefits properly. It's a buzzword, like, you know, a couple of years ago, it was synergy. It was all about synergy this, synergy that. And it's like, okay, nice word. What does it mean? How are you incorporating it into your business plan? How is it helping your business? How is it helping the wider community? It wasn't, and it hasn't. And it's the same with diversity and inclusion. What are you doing? You know, okay, you've got the diversity part down. Where's the inclusion side of things? Like, where are you going to go with this? And, you know, so it's really interesting when, to how do you make it from, okay, it's evolving and we're doing X, Y, Z, which is great. The mindset is there, but then what are you doing about it? Well, this is what I mean about rhetoric. Because people talk, yeah. what does it actually mean in terms of your succession planning, in terms of your external hiring strategy? What in terms of you as a recruit, if you're listening to this as a recruitment business owner, you're then educating your clients. And that's where the cascade has to happen. We have to be the innovators here. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm so thrilled to have you on here. And that's why I'm really proud to be an ambassador for Inclusion Crowd, where it's all going to be about re-educating people. And it, you know, let's maybe bring into this the unconscious bias that everybody yes. has. You can't deny that everybody has unconscious bias. Everybody has it. Everybody you has know. It. And, and being more mindful about that and maybe talking about that during appraisals, you know, during, you know, reviews. So people understand and leaders can then understand that that's part of it. And do you think, does this normally sit with HR, a diversity and inclusion piece? Is that where it's been segregated um, almost? Typ- typically, mm. yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you have the top dog who is, especially in my sector, with an yeah. energy that typically a Sith white older gentleman, mm-hmm. and they'll just pass it on to HR because they don't really care about it. And then HR will do everything they need, you know, um, 
like, you know, I was very lucky enough to sit with our head of people and create our diversity and inclusion policy mm. and sit there and work with her and say, okay, as a, as an entity that I am, here's the advice that I can give you and the company to create this document. And, you know, it's really important to have that, that conversation piece and just be like, okay, it's not just HR. No, it's not just, it's not, it's, it's, it's everywhere. You know, there, there are times where you will hear something on the floor, you know, you could hear, uh, and I don't want to generalize recruiters and I don't want to like, you know, pile everyone into this one group of like a typical like sales people where they're very go getting loud, whatever. Cause you know, in my own team, people aren't like that, but people can be loud, people can be boisterous and people can sometimes say things without thinking. Yeah. You know, especially as we move forward, you know, um, you'll get people who are younger, mm. you know. People think I'm really young because I was born in 96, but we have people joining the team who are born in the 2000s. No. And Stop. that's crazy. <laughs> 96, that was like last year, wasn't it? Um, exactly. And we're having people join who are much younger than I am and somehow making me feel old, even though I'm not. Um, and it's just, it's one of the things where not everyone has been in a workplace for long enough to know the protocol of, you know, someone uses a slur or anything like that, or, you know, which is not always common, but having the confidence to say something about it is really key. You could be anyone, you can be just mm. a sales representative, you can just be a recruiter, just to be a recruiter. I take that back. Recruiters are phenomenal and we do amazing things, we do. right? We change the world. This is literally how I see change it. people's lives, that's for sure. Exactly. And it's like, have the confidence to say, that's not okay. You should refrain from using language like Absolutely. that. And then once you're comfortable in doing that, which comes from training and development, yes. you can then pass that on in your own day-to-day -day life, thus changing the community and society as we go forward. It's changing, the, it's changing language. And actually, I think you pick up on a really, really good point that as mum to two teenagers, you know, what? I don't know, what does that make in generation? I don't know, they're not millennials. I can't, I can't remember what the new generation is. I don't, are. Know. I don't I lose know. track of it all. <laughs> So, you know, but you're, you're talking about, you know, you're bringing in 18, 20, 22 year olds, you know, the younger generation, generally speaking, they don't see color, they don't see religion, they, they don't see sexuality, they don't see gender at all. And I'm basing that on my own two daughters who have, you know, gone through their own personal journey with their, with their father coming out as, as gay when they were very young, you know, four, four or five years ago. Um, and to them, it was absolute, why on earth didn't he? come out as gay when he was younger when he was 13 14 you know to that might to their age group it was like why would you have to hide it so mm -hmm. I think for companies to you know think about your recruitment strategy of what Mia's saying here bringing in people who by actual virtue of who they are you will be educated by them you know by bringing in people who who are you know 20 21 22 first of all that I, I see ageism all the time I I sense I often 100%. have conversations I often have conversations with clients where they'll you know we'll talk about culture and we'll talk about you know dynamic and we'll talk about you know exciting and it's you know th you know cutting edge and all this and then they'll say you know we re you know we really want somebody in there you know somebody quite young in their 30s and I go oh and I, I don't say I deliberately don't say anything and I just think right park it and then I come back and they you know and I'll say you know what sort of talk to me about the sort of person they go oh, someone like you and I go I'm 46 I'm not in my exactly. So what you've basically said there is that I'm too old for your company. And they go, and you can see them physically, not maybe not at the moment, but physically backtracking, going, oh, I'm just going to eat my words. No, what we meant was, no, <laughs> what you meant was that you're basing that decision on uh, discrimination. 
So it, mm-hmm. it's all around us and it's our jobs as recruiters to get people to challenge and think outside the box and to face it from what you said at the very start of this, this is about someone's skills, attitude and mindset. And, yeah. and actually your journey has made you who you are. You're strong, you're resilient. You've got such an amazing sense of humor. You know, you've, you're, you've, you know, that, <laughs> This aplomb of absolute high energy, you're perfectly suited to your sector, clearly. High energy, you know, you're just infectious, I imagine, to work with, and you've just got a very positive way. But you're all, you've also got real humility and vulnerability. So you're a real person. And that's where I think we, everybody just needs to maybe stop and think, is it just rhetoric? Are we just putting it on our website because it's the latest badge to have? Or do we actually have something meaningful we want to do here through the people? Like, through, you know, you, you mentioned Jane, but we'll have to tag Jane in this. She's just, for anyone that doesn't know, Jane Hatton, she um, actually suffered an, an injury which meant led to her disability. And she now runs a recruitment company, basically placing people with disabilities, both physical and um, mental as well. And she's just amazing, isn't she? she we did, we did a, She's um, phenomenal. Yeah, just, just really humble, kind, but very proactive you know Mm -hmm. brilliant advocate for for seeking change and and I know we all we both learned something on the show that we did with her and I I do think that the brilliant thing that's come out of COVID apart from that I think there's been many things positive that that have come out is actually diversity and inclusion isn't just a badge anymore we are really Mm -hmm. barriers have gone ironically remote, remote working has actually almost made barriers go so we're going to, you know, so I think maybe if you'd gone to that interview now with that CEO, maybe mm-hmm. things would have gone differently, but I'm very glad you didn't go there. Oh didn't. God, hundred percent. And what people, um, so for the, for the recruitment leaders who are listening who are a bit more old school, you know, what you have to remember is it's not just about smashing the phones anymore, right? Like you have to incorporate things like marketing, like, you know, um, there's so many things you have to include rather than just, I'm going to whack open the yellow pages. It's more so about think of the candidates as well your candidates are changing so how you interpret and how you talk to people is obviously going to change yeah if someone called me and spoke to me the way a traditional recruiter would I would hang up but I was headhunted to join Consult Energy by um Lily Moore who is our like you know she heads up data and analytics and she was amazing the way she spoke to me etc and it's changing your attitudes will not only help you in a sense of you know I don't want to dilute what inclusion diversity is, but sometimes people only respond to this. It'll make you more money. <laughs> Hiring people like me will yeah. make you more money. Simply, you know, it's a fabric, it's a fabric of life. You know, that, it, I mean, you can't just have one type of person in a business. You just end up with clones. And I think that you make a really good point. And ultimately, our end goal is to be a profitable business. And the, the top line and bottom line is measured by what makes you different in your sector. And if by having people of color or people from different sexuality, it, that's irrelevant almost. It's what makes that person successful in who they are. And I think that that's, exactly. the, that's the key thing here. And, and I think so often we can get caught up in that rhetoric. And I'm very, I'm very aware of that. And for most recruiters, ultimately, we've got, so you make a really good point. You know, we have to become marketers. We have to become, you know, CRM specialists. We're not just, not just <laughs> yeah. yellow pages. You're not even old enough to know what yellow pages is. Um, I know what roller dial was. <laughs> um, you make a good point. We're not just, we're not, you, you have to be so much more, you can't be transactional anymore. And I think, yeah. you know, that's where having an office full of, you know, one type of person 
makes you a very transactional one-dimensional recruitment business or bit just business all start mm -hmm. and the fabric of people and the human race is that we're all different we all have something you know i can remember joining my first in the midlands in birmingham but and, and i was <laughs> i was the first jewish person most of them had ever met which I've just, I just found absolutely bizarre. And I, I worked in a company of about 500 people and literally there wasn't another Jewish person. And then I was just like, what? So, you know, obviously- I'd yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, really, you're not living in outer Mongolia. You know, there's, there are Jewish people that live in, in Birmingham. Um, but actually, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, and I, you know, it was the same when I started in my school. So I, and, and the, you know, that's diversity and inclusion. I've educated people all my life when I, as soon as I went to secular school at 11, that this is what the Jewish, you know, Jewish background, this is what Jewish people are about. You know, it, it, it doesn't define who I am. It just happens to be part of the fabric of Leisha. That's it. And I think exactly. that's where it's, this is where I just think you're just such a brilliant advocate for why, it, forget all the rhetoric. This is the real, the reality. It's about getting under the skin, you know, your personal journey of, you know, coming out to a Punjabi family, you know, going through the journey, then having discrimination within the workplace you've got so many sort of um, so much advice to give to people and so many tips. So to finalize, what would those three top tips be? If you could go back to Mia, how, I can't work how old you are, let's say 15, 20 years ago, sort of prepubescent, what would you say to, what would you say to her? Um, don't give up, you know, things are going to get tough, but you can and you will overcome it mm. and be safe. I think one of the things that people get, people don't always think about is being safe. So sometimes you want to come out and it's not the best time yeah. to do so because you're not safe. You don't want to end up on the streets or anything like that. Yeah. And I guess lastly is be true to yourself. Yeah. And anybody listening, you know, it's very difficult to go through the things that we have gone through. You know, personally, I, I've been through hell, like I said, I've been disowned by my family, like, et cetera. Like there's so many things that you will go through and it's just a matter of being true to yourself will ground you. And also it will be your biggest asset. If I wasn't true to myself, we wouldn't be having the conversation that we're having. I'd be, you know, a blank profile on LinkedIn, but no, that's not what the, what, that's not what my world is about. I'm all about love and compassion. So, yeah. Well, I'm covered in goosebumps and I imagine anyone that's listened to this far, thank you for staying with us. It's It's been a, an, as I knew it would be. And, you know, just a final, we started the show talking about Women Unleashed. I would like to add one final point to all those amazing tips that you've just given to our audience. Surround yourself with the right people because yes. you've got the right people around you. And that could be a number of different tribes. It doesn't have to just be one. But if you surround yourself, if the, if the support, well, if you're not getting the right support or you're getting judgment or people aren't accepting you, then you do need to really rethink the people around you. I think that I've learned that quite latterly, that you yeah. like to say you are what you eat. Well, you are what you consume and you are you are the product of the people that are around you. Is it the top five? 100%. People? Top five people that that's who makes you who you are. So yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, you I knew you'd be inspiring. And if anyone has got to end this and isn't covered in goosebumps, you clearly don't have a heart. So thank you for joining us. And um, thank you. We really appreciate your support. And um, thank you for joining us on the podcast today, Mia. Thank you so much.